And now, Kyle and Steven present another episode of the Go F*** Yourself podcast. Um, it's Fix. Really? Well, that's embarrassing. The Go Fix Yourself podcast. Welcome to the Go Fix Yourself podcast. Uh, today, we are joined by Derek Huckus, the senior audio engineer over at Frostline Studios. But senior audio engineer is not all that you do, Derek. But hey, welcome. Thank you very much. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're very honored that you grace us with your presence. We did a... We, we do this every once in a while. Like, we'll post on Instagram uh, at Go Fix Yourself Podcast, and we'll be like, hey, who do you want to hear on the podcast sometime soon? Um, and then about one person will I was respond say, to that crickets. usually. Yeah. yeah. We get somebody in there. Yeah. Usually one one person, uh, and it's usually my Naming mom. Naming themselves. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but I, uh, someone named you. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so it was crazy because you were in Juno at that time uh, hmm. working, doing a lot of stuff uh on like i think the folk festival or something like that over there um but anyway so i was like yeah that's great and so i texted you i was like you want to come on the podcast and you're like yeah sure so which is awesome so we're glad you're here thank you for that's making fun. the time dude yeah of course of course happy to be here yeah uh you know so i did say that you were the senior audio engineer at frostline studios there's yep. probably some people who are like what does that mean what is what do you do on a daily basis? But let's start with the first one. What does that mean? And uh, tell tell my parents. You know, they live in New York, uh, and they don't know anybody I know or anybody mm. cool. Really, let's yeah, be honest. <laughs> they don't know anybody cool. I'm the coolest. Me and my brother. <laughs> um, but so yeah, tell them who you are and uh, what you know what you do. Yeah. Um, so my main my main uh, job is audio engineering. And that basically entails uh, the primarily uh, recording all different sorts of things, uh, podcasts, uh, voiceovers, yeah. ADR sessions, bands, singer-songwriters, all sorts of really fun stuff. It's, uh, yeah, it's uh, setting up a lot of mics, Wrapping uh, cables is a very <laughs> large yeah, portion of that's the resume. I, that's, yes. I mean, <laughs> yes, the musician lifestyle, dude. It really is, yeah. And if you don't know how to wrap a cord right, what are you doing with I your know. life? Oh, man, I've got stories from some of our interns of, yeah. It's What's the amazing. proper technique? Over under Over is under. what most okay. people say, yeah. but my thing is. Oh, man, you have, a, you have a whole thing. I do. You just, you listen to the cable. Listen. Oh. To it. It'll tell you where it wants okay. to go. You just right. follow it. I love that. Sometimes it's not just over under. It's my over, cables. Yeah. My cables at home though are just like like you try to do the over under thing and they're like nah, yeah. don't want to do that. You're not listening. And to so your I, cables. I put them on the pegboard. And I'm just like fuck you. Like you're gonna live with Get that. The elbow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I used to do that. And one of the sound guys from like bible camp years ago mm -hmm. and i was like wrapping up my cord from playing <laughs> guitar and he was like what are you like he yelled from like the back sound booth and he was like what are you doing i was like whoa bro this is my cord man like he got so angry uh, i think he was projecting yeah, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah so let me be clear what's the over under because i've always been a elbow guy 
So, I mean, I understand I did There's it wrong. There's nothing wrong with elbow. I mean, there you just have to sounds, buy it. You're going to have to like there is. A you're going to have to buy. yelled at you. Okay? <laughs> you're going to have like, to buy new cords. And then under. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. if you're watching Over. this on the video right yeah. now, you're getting a under. special treat. Uh, ASMR. Yeah. Oh. That's okay. I get you. So, I'm in. So See you guys. Smaller than the big loop around the elbow. You can do a big, big. But, but I just didn't have very much gotcha, of gotcha. real estate. Here. Okay. Yeah. 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 Now I know. No. Okay. Yeah. Now next time. I so yeah, you're anything. recording. You're recording a bunch of stuff, which um, I'm sure a lot of people have seen you know videos or music videos of people in, in a sound studio you know recording mm -hmm. studio and there's just like this big table of knobs mm -hmm. and sliders and so you're in front of that yeah and just a, a heads up for everyone listening most of those knobs all do the same thing so it's a oh it's fairly redundant. simple it's just a, it's a little peek redundant. behind yeah. the curtain everybody <laughs> what's the purpose yeah. of that then like why why is it redundant it seems like a waste. It's yeah. basically just all different, slightly different flavors of, of the, the same, same thing. thing. Oh. Gotcha. But uh, people will uh, go to war over yeah. those, those slight differences. Oh, I mean, but sure. you, you, I love it when, you know, because I don't know, but I have mini ones, right? Mm -hmm. And so mini mixers. And like, I'll be like, I know what they these buttons do. And then I'll watch someone mm -hmm. on like this documentary and they're like listening and they're getting in 10. They're just... You know, turning all these knobs, and I'm like, you fucking don't know what you're doing. <laughs> like, I, I, I know that you know that you don't know. Uh, so that's really fun. interesting. So it's all a lie. Got a, got it a really little, is. Got a it little really in is. the know, in the insider scoop, ladies and gentlemen. You're learning yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, when when I hear like an audio engineer, like I think back to, uh, I was thinking about this on the car ride over here because I was listening to some music I used to listen to a long time ago. Probably Derek's band. It, probably. You know, I was, I was one of the big <laughs> One of the big ones. <laughs> one of the, yeah. And I was thinking about when I was younger, and I've noticed this with kids too, is like when you hear music, it just sounds like one big noise yeah mm -hmm. and when i was a kid like if you told me to pick out the guitar in there like i'd be like i, I don't know it's just like one sound like mm -hmm. i couldn't pick out drums and mm -hmm. it wasn't until i kind of got interested in music where i was like oh there's bass in there i can yeah. hear that i can hear like different aspects of it but it, i remember even as a kid i was like it's just like a, a wall of sound mm -hmm. and i can't even di differentiate anything in there i think that's that's interesting because uh i tried to remind myself of that like uh, to treat the song as an instrument mm -hmm. uh, and like really zoom out and look at the big picture and right because that is how majority of people enjoy music is like not digging into exactly. every element but like what's the whole thing doing yeah. what's the whole emotion transferring right. like i think besides like a, a like a, a solo of mm -hmm. some sort yeah. most people like take the song as a whole yeah and it's like anybody that's hasn't played music you know they like a song because mm -hmm. they love how the whole mm -hmm. thing fits together yeah. which i think mm -hmm. is probably yeah. a good sign of mm -hmm. like the engineering is the mix mm -hmm. is you know everything is equal in some yeah. aspects and i was just thinking about that i was like man uh i'd be a terrible engineer like i have the worst ear for like that kind of stuff and uh my tiny little examples of like messing around with music i was like i don't know i, I haven't even mixed or mastered Dude, or <laughs> that is the one thing with music production i i've i just i don't even like 
right? Because mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get to the production side, the making mm-hmm. of, ladies and gentlemen, the like creating the instruments, the recording, right? That's what I love. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I get into like, oh, you're going to turn it down 3200 yeah. hertz and it's like, you know, 1400 hertz. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, no, I feel like I'm in math class or something. And so I haven't even like dove in, mm-hmm. into that. So you have. So yeah. let's let's kind of, you know, uh Tell us kind of more what that is, because I, th- I think there's a lot of people who understand that there's, mm-hmm. you know, music and there's mixing and there's mastering mm-hmm. and, and there's a recording process. Mm-hmm. But like, let's talk about when Thera, my band, mm-hmm. we came into and you just record vocals. Mm-hmm. But like, talk about like, you know, a, um, a recording session. What is that? What do yeah. you do on a daily basis? So it really depends on the the like what we're recording, because we do a lot of different types of mm-hmm types of productions from film and TV and agency work to music and all that. Um, But my kind of overarching question that I have in mind and usually ask the clients is what, what are you wanting the listener to experience and what sort of world are you wanting to put the listener in? Because once you figure out that world, then you can kind of, I like to think of uh, my, uh, what I do visually and so, oh, like, cool. kind of creating a, a visual landscape with audio. Mm-hmm. And so you can decide, like, okay, I want this person to feel like they're in, like, this little cocoon. Okay. And, yeah. like, and so, and it's very dark. Have you got some weird, clammy. You got some <laughs> weird, some weird, like, answers to that question. Yeah. 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 Kind of, I want you to feel like they're dying. <laughs> yeah. But they're, they're going to live forever. You know? They're in a dark <laughs> yeah. room, but it's lit. Yeah, yeah, it's lots, very of, uh, lots of lots uh, of juxtaposition. Yeah, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and it's like, okay, you d- you haven't thought about this, have you? <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. I would never think of that because it was always like uh, I think of me, just not even music, but like sound. I just want mm-hmm. crisp, clear, like. Mm-hmm. But I understand mm-hmm. that that's not for everybody because mm-hmm. you know even coming from the guitar world, mm, like yeah. I always thought of amps, like there was a b- very specific sound mm. I wanted. And then you start looking into other genres of music and you're like, oh, they don't, they want the opposite of it. They yeah. want yeah. fuzz. They yeah. want this and this. And yeah. I'm like, I hate that. Yeah. But obviously you wanted people the, want, you wanted the chuk, 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 like, chuk, I, chuk, yeah, chuk, like, chuk, chuk. Yeah, like certain sounds, and then I'm like, "There's no way other people love this stuff." And then mm-hmm. certainly, yeah. you know, somebody's like, "Give me the the Crunch. grungiest, fuzzy amp that I want you got." All mids, right? Just exactly. All mids. Or, yeah, or I want to scoop the mids and like yeah. everything. And it's just yeah. like people have different tastes and and yeah. what they want. So you kind of have to um, you just cater to whatever the people want and have a. I don't know. That would just yeah. be too hard for me because I would be yeah. so yeah. one dimensional yeah, in that aspect. I have uh I've been working at that, like trying to some 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 clients hire you because they want what you bring to the table and they want you to really like go full bore and mm-hmm. do everything how you would want it done. And others want a very kind of neutral palette. And so you need to figure that out. And then that uh that then determines all sorts of different things, mic choices, preamp choices, uh, hardware choices. So like with, um, when we recorded the Thera vocals, the, we had conversations beforehand about like what sort of, uh, if you wanted any sort of room ambience Mm. while you're recording vocals and you're like, no, want it, 
wanted uh, pretty dry and dead, yeah. except for gang vocals. So we did all We want the, to do it in the bathroom, specifically yeah. in the shower, <laughs> which people have <laughs> probably done. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sure yeah. there's been some crazy stories in, in terms of that whole aspect of recording. Yeah. The studio world, like... I always think of like, uh, what's it, Little Dicky's uh, show, Dave. Oh, yeah. And just like how he's always in the studio, like trying to, you know, do takes and stuff like that. And it always makes me think is like, what kind of recording sessions have you seen that like took the longest to get done? Like, has there been people that you've had in there where it's like hours? I was going to say, besides Stephanie, like (laughs) who is the second worst person? (laughs) I love you, Stephanie. Let's call these people out. Like, have you had like marathon sessions where people just can't get stuff done? Yeah. And generally the common denominator that I've seen with that is that they don't have an idea of what they want Mm, to accomplish before coming in. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, we'll figure it out when we get in there." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's, that's no fun." Well, because yeah. generally it's yeah. by an, by the hour for yeah. the mo- most part. Right? Yeah, we do either by the hour or, or by, or by day, the day, or day block. Sure. Out. Yeah, because yeah, I always think about that where uh, that recording is like you should go in there with a at least a pretty mm-hmm. solid structure of what you're trying to mm-hmm. do, not only for money wise, but like mm-hmm. you're trying to to perfect what you have in your head right yeah and so if you go in there and be like you know what the magic is gonna hit me when i walk in mm-hmm. that would be a very expensive lesson i yeah. think to, yeah all right guys we got a two hour i got a hundred dollars in my pocket we gotta <laughs> we gotta nail this <laughs> <laughs> i have uh i have i have had clients where they come in they're like i've got an hour's booked out and i want to record 12 songs yeah. oh my like, gosh no, yeah, not gonna happen. That just stressed me out for yeah, you. It's yeah, it's it's yeah. yeah. Those those sessions. Are they call me the like, one take wonder. <laughs> you know, it's gonna be no problem. I'll probably have twenty minutes left. So will I get a refund on that? Yeah, no, for real. That is, <laughs> I have better <laughs> conversations. Yeah. yeah. What are you gonna do with that extra? You know, twenty minutes. <laughs> take yeah. lunch. Yeah. Uh, do you yeah. find yourself drawn more to um like? bands and musicians or do you enjoy more of the corporate work or um the other pro like what's your mm-hmm. favorite thing to get to engineer um that's good there's yeah. no there's yeah. no right or wrong either. yeah okay well, but there is um, one specific answer i'm looking for like most era is not coming up <laughs> no, i okay. was gonna say commercial <laughs> oh, work gotcha. yeah, yeah. with steven <laughs> those have been very enjoyable yes. yeah good um aside from that uh in in close succession <laughs> I, I fished it for yeah. it i got it yeah. i got it um, Steven, put the gun down. Okay, he doesn't have to say it. <laughs> this is a video podcast now. It's under the table. I yeah. can see it in the crack. crack. <laughs> yeah. um, I would say I generally prefer uh, working with artists, uh, musical artists. Yeah. Um, over the past year, I've really been enjoying doing kind of uh, more stripped back acoustic stuff. Okay. Mm, yeah. And. Um, and then also with the film side of things, uh, one of my favorite clients that we have on that is The Great North, uh, which is a um, oh, it's like a TV animated show. show. It's the yeah, the creators of Bob's Burgers. Yeah, okay. And it's yeah. got um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't Will know you Forte worked on that. And, yeah, yeah. I saw it's that like the Park uh, Ranger one. No, that was no. Barry Brickle or something oh, like, yeah, like yeah, Daniel yeah. Tosh. Yeah. This it's one's like kind of newer. Offerman. 
Yeah, yeah. I saw that advertised. Oh, yeah, Brickleberry. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. I didn't know you worked on that. Yeah, that's uh, the only thing I've gotten credited for on IMDb. Oh, nice. <laughs> you know, I was yeah. gonna pull that out because I have been trying to get on IMDb forever, and so when I was researching, you know, you today, yeah. and then there's not much out on you yeah. on the web, and I'm probably sure that's probably by design. Um, yes. But I saw that you had an IMDb credit, and I was like. God damn it, dude. I've been working for years. Years. You'll get one that says that you had Derek on your podcast. <laughs> yeah, so that's yeah, where yeah. your credit's going to come from. I've, been, I've, I've done the bottom of the barrel work, and I'm like, this is my IMDb credit. <laughs> I'm like working the job, and I'm like, I worked Alaska Daily. I was like, this is going to get me It's going to be on there. Same. Yeah. yeah. Nope. Do you, no. Yeah, same. Yep. No, it didn't. I was a little bummed about that because I was yeah. like, well, do I have to tell them? Yeah. Do I text someone? By the yeah. way, I text. When does this show up on my Hillary? Every, yeah. <laughs> Remember when that guy who got you your tear, uh, your eye drops? <laughs> that was me. Okay. Oh, that's kind of cool. Right? I did get her eye drops. Jeez. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is the coolest thing I've heard. Uh, back, Jeez. Yeah. Back to the engineering. Sorry. Would, no, no, no. No, no, I, we like rabbit trails, you know? No. We like to talk about all sorts yeah. of things, and they're no longer called bunny trails, and they haven't I been for a long bunny, time. I call them bunny trails yeah. forever. And then Kyle informed they're me paths. that yeah. bunny yeah, bunny trails are apparently um, a path uh, down... It's, oh, the tr- it's the happy trail on a, um, on a, a female. On a female. Yeah. I did not know that. On a lady. Yeah. Uh, and I did not know that either. And so this whole time, I didn't know that either. We're like eighty. We're like eighty <laughs> episodes in, and Kyle pulls pulls this out on the podcast, and I'm yeah. like, oh, "Well, God, I'm a fucking idiot!" Yeah. Like this whole time, people Careful have been like, "These people." I know that was one thing. Someone, uh, I was talking to someone today, and and they were like, "I don't know if I can come on the podcast. I'm afraid of what I'm going to say." I'm like, "Dude." I we are every day, every week. I'm like, I have to listen. Sometimes I'm like, did I say that? Do I need to delete that? We just uh, accept we're on borrowed time. And then, <laughs> and one day it will Someone's be. Someone's gonna go back to episode two and be like, oh, you remember? Yeah. You can't run for president because of this. Back <laughs> when I got my Peloton, I was talking about how I would my my crotch was going numb. I was getting perineal <laughs> yeah numbness yeah, yeah bunny trail numbness yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, oh even worse yeah the whole area was going and so Yikes. I'm like I'm sure that'll be lovely to listen to in like ten years <laughs> be like my old junk was numb it was crazy so okay there's uh, things in the past that yeah. you know deserve right. to stay in the past clearly so we, probably we, won't, we get off track <laughs> um, let's talk about engineering and, and music <laughs> yeah get back there God uh, that is that is so I think this us. is a this is a testament to how dry of a subject engineering is. no I I think there's just so many people that well just accept that it gets done and don't mm-hmm. even consider all the work that goes into it because um you have to you're doing you're wearing a lot of hats during that whole thing because you're not only trying to give the person a product but you have to do all the levers and knobs and all this stuff to get the right sound and so i'm just curious like how did you learn this this art form Mm. i mean that i would say is is something that's so outside of my realm of expertise and it's like where do you even start with this did you have mm-hmm. a draw to music as like take a young kid oh, or take you know back, like baby. where did music come back? in okay um i had a very um unusual upbringing and part of that was uh i grew up in rural alaska okay and so music was not a very large factor of my life where, where in alaska rural um, rural 
Do you know where Chitna is? I know where of of Chitna. It's fairly oh. close to Chitna, like twenty miles up. Okay, like on the anchor so you're out Chitna. there. You're yeah, out it's there. like a four and a half five hour drive. Um, okay, so let's do the the and, map of Alaska right here. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Boom. Okay. okay yeah. Yeah. There. Gotcha. Yeah. So um, yeah, uh, was born out there and grew up out there and ended up getting into music around I think I was fourteen. And uh, my brother-in-law played drums a little bit, mm-hmm. and he showed me a beat, and um, and I started just playing that beat for ages on the, <laughs> the on the church's <laughs> drum kit. Yeah, still the beat that I that makes the most money. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Ninety percent of the studio stuff is a variation of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just like my beatboxing skills, by the way. Wasn't pretty good. Yeah, so, I've been working on them. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of highs. A lot of highs. Yeah, I need to, you know, get that low end. Anyway, <laughs> continue. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, started just kind of messing around with uh, with drums and uh, started to. Some of my friends that in the area got a LimeWire. Oh, yeah, dude. um, I grew up in a very, very strict uh, Christian environment. And so there wasn't really any sort of music. Secular. Mm -hmm. Yeah, secular and uh, non secular. Yeah. What Um, was your first download? My first download? Well, I I never had LimeWire. That's a hard hard question to answer. I mean, there's something you go in with like the the intention. Like when I got Kazam, Kazaa. 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 That's what I had. LimeWire, BearShare, Napster. I mean, I had them all. My brother had them all. That's yeah. <laughs> I remember one of the most memorable acquisitions from one of my friends was... Um, <laughs> this acquisition. What are you, off your shoulder? what are you on a bank yeah. heist? <laughs> <laughs> it was Dirt Off Your Shoulder by Jay-Z. Oh, oh man. Oh, man. That blew my that mind. One. Yeah. Oh, no. They, they, they yeah, had no they idea. Never, never heard it. I borrowed yeah. my friend's little like MP3 player, and I would go because we had... We, uh, Grew up on a farm, and so I'd go and like feed the cows and milk and all that stuff. And so I'd just be there with like your walkman, just, just just replaying that one song because that was the only thing that would fit on the MP3 player. Oh, was oh. that one song? Oh, wow, you shoulder. just dated yourself, dude. Yeah, because well, I know. I mean, like, they we they, had that, too. that wasn't too long ago that the MP3 players. Like you could put ten songs on there when we were. I do young. remember, yeah. When I first moved up to Alaska, two thousand five, I had an MP3 player, fifteen songs. I do remember mm-hmm. that. So, yep. oh, somebody was rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 dude. I'm sorry we didn't all grow up like you. Yeah, <laughs> bro, we silver spoons yeah. over here. Yeah. Fifteen yeah. songs, guys. You hear that? I bet it even had a screen. Yeah, <laughs> it did. Oh my god. Oh, my you can go to Harvard. <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, I remember uh, those first, like the little little like clip on. Well, mm-hmm. those, yep. two, yeah. Oh, I was totally the kid that had the CD, the disc man in my Same. jacket yeah. pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And man, yeah. you were you were classy. Yeah, like walking yeah. around with that thing, people knew. And then mine would get flipped upside down and stop. You know, mm-hmm. s- start skipping and all that stuff. Yeah. And you just had to keep walking. Yeah, I wasn't gonna. <laughs> I'm, I had Chumbawamba in there, you know, like <laughs> yeah. tub thumping. Money. Ooh. Okay, so 
You're sneaking listening, which yeah. I think Jay-Z. the three of us have that in common. Mm-hmm. Definitely uh, snuck listening to Slipknot. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, I had all that. Limp Biscuit. I, I. Oh, my dad would get on our family. Lincoln Lincoln Park. Park. Lincoln Park. For some I, reason, my parents were okay think, with that. Yeah, because they didn't swear. And I think I could get away with yeah. listening to it. Yeah. And then they just didn't ask because they just assumed they don't hear swear words. Then it's good. <laughs> it's like, they must be Christian. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, they're not cursing. They're yeah. Christian. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So we have that in common for sure. Uh, growing up and, mm-hmm. and, and being not sheltered, for at least for my sake, um, but just you know not able to do mm-hmm. that that's that was a lot yeah. of I, I don't think I wonder if there is a lot of kids like I think of the whole sheltered thing you were kind of sneaking the mm-hmm. Jay-Z aspect I didn't know a lot of kids at that time that were just allowed to listen to whatever they wanted though mm-hmm. I feel like that time of and how old are you Derek mm-hmm. 30 30 okay yeah perfect you're 30 mm-hmm. oh, you you're look just a good young buck. you oh, look good yeah. for 30 <laughs> yeah and I think there that We've talked about this before. I think we talked about it with Nick is that time frame like parents were really mm-hmm. trying to crack down on like hip hop coming into kids' mm-hmm. lives and like screamy devil yeah. worship mm-hmm. metal. Like you had Eminem kind of around then mm-hmm. and all the parents were just deathly afraid of their kids mm-hmm. being exposed to that. So yeah, yeah. I just yeah. I, I do think it's like a Christian thing, but yeah. I also think every parent was kind of like on yeah. watch yeah. for the, like yeah parental advisory i do remember i was actually it's funny i was talking to alicia last night and uh i wasn't allowed to listen to kiss because i think well, something we were watching of course what because it stood for kids in satan's service mm. but did, i mean did it really no i, I was gonna I, say I, this I was like, is what that was like we the, were told the church started like, out oh he, he looks like a demon because his tongue comes out yeah. and then kids in Satan's service yeah so there's where a do lot i of, sign up yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, do, they have, do they have a daycare or <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> kids in social service or something. yeah 12 o'clock we're actually doing a sacrifice right outside in the lawn if you want to join us parents you're more than welcome yeah <laughs> I, I do remember one of one service uh one of the elders got up and uh, one of the preachers he, he got up and he was like why do completely serious why don't we do book burnings anymore Oh, and he he was he tried oh, hard to bring God. back book burnings and CD burnings. Actually, I think they did do some CD burnings. Kyle, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. recently talked about a CD burning. Yeah, uh, book burning. That's one. That's I, a that's a scary one. What are we in, yeah. living in the South yeah. right now? Well, I was gonna say. Well, a lot of you look yeah. at Germany. <laughs> well, that's yeah. where I would yeah. think. Yeah, they they yeah, yeah they don't. Sir, do we later. need a history lesson here? <laughs> yeah, and so that yeah. was in church that they suggested that. Yep. Weird. Yeah. Crazy. Yep. Hey, I, well, you, you know, know what? Kind of not surprising though. Yeah, let's no, be honest. No, it's uh, yeah. par for the course. Yeah. So you found Jay Z, and so you yep. were kind of a you. That was your one song that you had access to. You listened to it probably a million and a half times. Yeah. Was that something that kind of opened that door to like professionally produced music? That kind of like was like, yeah. how do they do this? Yeah, yeah. and because so I I didn't really get into audio until later mm-hmm. uh, in life, but it, that really kind of uh that and a few other uh albums that i got that i acquisitions as i said <laughs> uh really kind of uh it got me passionate and excited about playing music and okay, so i just yeah. play uh play along to those songs and to those albums and then from there i decided that i wanted to go to um i wanted to study music and like okay. i want that to be my 
trajectory. Jay-Z really inspired you, huh? He did, he did. But uh, n- not enough because I still ended up going to a Christian college. Mm. Um, Same. Yep. <laughs> Same. For music, yep. me yep. too. Yep. yep. And so, but while I was there, I started doing uh, session drumming at another studio in the area. And so I it was that was my first time in like a real pro studio and that was like that was like kind of a mind blowing moment of like sure. shit, like this is some really cool stuff yeah and just that that uh the whole process of of knowing what to use to capture different emotions mm-hmm. and how much specific gear can really affect that and how affect how something feels and how like something as uh as kind of subjective as that like you can you can really have a lot of uh control over that with with your the choices and um and how you understand frequency and things like that so i started getting interested and then some of my uh housemates that were studying production um I started just kind of asking them questions and looking over their projects and trying to figure out what they were learning. And then kind of just started, just jumped in, got logic, started Mm. messing around with uh, making songs and beats Beats, and stuff. And then from there, got started getting into live sound and uh, I still do that from time to time uh, for fun. And um yeah and so it kind of just kind of progressed and that whole time like just soaking up anything i could eat that whether that was from someone that i would come across that knew about audio that uh, just like picking their brain and asking for feedback asking them to critique my mixes and all that or um youtube was was youtube university yeah yeah yep and yeah and then uh in the last few years, it's kind of moved into uh, the main thing that's been helpful is uh, kind of mentorship relationships with some uh, really great uh, audio engineers. Hmm. Okay, yeah. cool. So, yeah, like describe your your first uh, studio session. So you went to this this school, and then you went in to do studio drumming, correct? Mm, yeah. uh, um, and so had you been in any kind of studio before at that point or just kind of knew what it was like? I had been in like a uh, very, very basic home R- studio sure. setting before. I, I remember yeah. the first studio I went into was at a home. Um, so and, a home studio? <laughs> cor- correct. Um, and it was, was it in a bedroom? It you know, I have a studio? tough time remembering where it was. It, I think it was like in Palmer at this guy's house, oh. and we felt very odd about. I don't even know how we found him. We paid him like <laughs> two hundred bucks to like do six songs, and sounds about right. Back it then, was yeah. very weird, yeah. and uh, you know, it was all live uh, takes, one take, like oh. all together. Oh, for really? men, men, yeah. Oh, was, old it, school style. It was it was not good. Um, <laughs> but anyways, I just remember going in there because, you know, you're talking about kind of growing up in the, the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. kind of learning drumming, and then you're kind of put in this spot where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, let's see what you got. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm going to record yeah. you all your flaws and, mm-hmm. and, and all this stuff. And 
I think a lot of musicians have this idea in their head that they're like pretty good mm-hmm. because that's why they're in the studio. Mm-hmm. And then I just wonder how many times they're like, this this guy sucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, I'd never played like guitar in front of mm-hmm. like hardly anybody. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, he's like, all right, we're doing your guitar solo. And I'm like, I don't know how to solo, <laughs> but I'm going fig- to figure it out. <laughs> and so I just wondered like, yeah. did you have kind of like a realization like you were you were a good drummer or you were like, oh, I kind of, I'm not very good or something. Did you have that wake up call when you went into a studio? Um, it was definitely, it was definitely a wake up call of how I hear myself when I'm playing mm-hmm. is not how it comes across okay. to other people. I right. Feel you. But <laughs> I feel that. I feel you. I feel that. People are yeah. always angry when I play. <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> why. They get mad at me. They leave. You, I don't if understand. You could be in here. <laughs> yeah. If you guys heard what I heard, <laughs> it yeah. sounds great. I sound good. Yeah. Oh uh, man. Yeah, that was that was definitely an eye-opening thing. But it wasn't it wasn't a to the it wasn't a really terrible thing. Sure. Uh, like I didn't get fired and I like they kept the recordings and they used them and uh and I was I was happy enough with them to like not make a big deal about like okay yeah. can we keep doing this part over yeah. a few times um but it was definitely that was a yeah for sure it was eye opening in that um uh, it's cuz up until then like in in college and all, all that like I had been playing live obviously a lot okay, uh, yeah. primarily um and just realizing that studio drumming and playing in general is a very different ball game than than live. Yeah. Um, than uh, playing at a concert. Oh, or 100%. Yeah. So nothing to feel. It's yeah. very. Uh, I I've just the the very few studio sessions I've been a part of. It just it feels there's no there's not the right energy like as yeah. a live show. Yeah, and uh, I, it feels artificial. Like it, you're like trying to. Piece yeah. all these different pieces that normally gel in a live mm-hmm. setting. You're like, all right, we got to do drums today, and it's mm-hmm. like, but that, okay, here's but to a click track. And, yeah, mm-hmm. I would say also as a baby band, you're playing like to a click track for the first mm-hmm. time ever. Oh yeah, and so that that's new, mm-hmm. and then you're in this space where you're alone. Mm-hmm. If you're a drummer specifically, you're mm-hmm. like alone, and everybody's through a glass window, mm-hmm. and like, how intimidating oh, is yeah. that? At least like guitar player and bass players, we get to stay yeah. right inside next to everybody. Like, what do you guys think of this? I'm playing right now. Like, yeah. But yeah, the drummer's like secluded yeah. and like way out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so bad yeah. for drummers. I think uh, what helped me with that was that like I I got excited about the aspect or the the kind of the thought that like I, I get to learn how to approach my instrument differently. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I don't, I'm not trying to recreate a live feeling. Right. I, I want to uh, actually like, I want to, yeah, be, have a lot more freedom to explore weird sounds and stuff that wouldn't work live, that wouldn't cut through a mix and, and et cetera. But um, yeah, there's just kind of not having this, for me, it was helpful not to have this like, um, trying to attain what a live concert feels like mm-hmm. in the studio because they're yeah they're different gonna, different they're for sure separate yeah. yeah man um do you ever like think about kind of you mentioned like youtube and stuff like that do you ever think of 
kind of how lucky you are to be like in this this age right now because mm-hmm. I I think about that with a lot of things if I was born 20 years ago or 15 mm-hmm. even or whatever it is was growing up during the 80s like you wouldn't have access because now I'm assuming with mm-hmm. YouTube you have access to top producers putting out content of how to exactly yeah. do yeah. stuff and how how to mm-hmm. troubleshoot almost anything in the entire mm-hmm. world of the world yeah. that you can find anything yeah. right and if it was 20 years ago, like you'd have to find a mentor of some sort, mm-hmm. or you'd have to just spend years learning stuff that you could get in a weekend on YouTube. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is, uh, it's absolutely a, a somewhat a leveling of accessibility for, for knowledge and for training that has for a lot of fields like what we do mm-hmm. has been fairly niche and unattainable for a lot of people because you yeah. have to be in like uh, LA or Nashville right? and you have to be in those hotspots to be able to like get an internship at a studio and kind of climb the ladder that way. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's awesome. It is also, it's easy to learn a lot of really, uh, I don't want to say incorrect, but like uh, things that, techniques that aren't going to be helpful in the long run both sure. with both with drumming and with audio engineering i've found that i've been i've had to unlearn a decent amount that. of things but yeah. the positives to that far far away yeah i'm really curious about something you brushed on just a couple minutes ago when you were talking about <clears throat> mentorship mm-hmm. and you're like more recently it's about mentorship what does that look like what do you mean what do you um I mean, if you can talk about your mentors, mm-hmm. but like, what are you gaining from this mentorship? How does that look? Mm-hmm. How does you get your yeah. mentor? Because that's something I think, we, sorry, I'm like yeah. kind of interrupting, yeah. but that's something kind of where like we're interested in. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like we like asking questions and, mm-hmm. and finding people, yeah. but also like, how do you get that mentor, mm-hmm. like mentee relationship? Yeah. Um, I It's n- the main person that I have that with, it has never been something where I have like, sat down with them and be like, I want you to mentor me. Yeah. It's been a, like, I recognize that this person is far ahead of me in their career of audio engineering. Mm-hmm. And they are, they've got both developed skill and natural skill that is very impressive. And so they are some uh, someone that I am working towards Becoming. Becoming, not necessarily, uh, I don't think you have to be, like, stylistically, they're very different from what I what I do, but from their, like, technical ability, I really look up to them a lot. And so I, that's all to say, like, I don't think it has to, like, you don't have to find the person that you're yeah. like, this is who I want to be, mm-hmm. like, the carbon yeah. copy of. Yeah, you don't say, like, hey, can you be my mentor? Yeah. You, you'd leave it to what the Christians would call an unspoken. Yes, an unspoken. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And so just, uh, and also, it, like, with this this individual, I, like, I kind of tested the water, per se, mm-hmm. and, like, Send him some Dip stuff to toe in. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. I'm gonna stalk you. This? Yeah, <laughs> forever. Yeah. 
slide into <laughs> red his, light, green light. Slid, yeah. slid into the DMs. You're gonna try to get rid of me, but you can't. I'm yeah. always gonna be there. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sure that went over well, but yeah, like that's something that's like in every aspect of life. I mean, why not go to people that have more knowledge, more experience, mm-hmm. and like are on a similar. Well, they're on a further trajectory yeah. than you, but on and the same the, one you want to be on. Yeah, and the the key, the specific key, I think, for me at least, has been like finding someone who was brutally honest mm. and still they're still kind. Not a um, yes, but man. Yeah. yeah, and not just someone who's like, uh, it's it's you're doing a great job for where you're at. Yeah, like, but someone who actually is like, well, will pick you apart and cares about you enough to do that. And yeah, that's been the main. I think the the biggest thing that and it it sucks at times. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was really feeling good about that. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, it's my life's uh, work. I feel yeah. that. It sucks. I feel yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, but that's important for growth. Like growth, unfortunately, always kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, it depending on how quickly you want to grow. But like we've talked about this many times. Is like there's always people, unfortunately. Friends are. <laughs> there's always people. Well, there's always people. No, I'm there. I'm there. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like friends right. are the best and worst things because mm-hmm. a lot of them want to only build you up. Yeah. And at the same time, that kind of hinders you from mm-hmm. like getting anywhere because it's always like you send them a video or a song mm-hmm. or whatever. They're like, "This is sick," and you're like, "But is it like? Mm-hmm. I don't really even think it is that great." And if you only go off of that and you don't have the people that really are the the truth, and I think yeah. both of our spouses are kind of that for us. Like my Same. wife, oh, 100%. Yeah, if your spouse isn't like being like, this isn't like your best work. Yeah. Like it hurts me when I hear that, but mm-hmm. I'm like, thank you for like being the one that had to tell me what I needed to hear Yeah, yeah. because that's what they should do, you know. Yeah. They got to tear you down, you know. Yeah. It's great. I, I, yeah, I was, I was like editing a video yesterday, and like I used three different songs, and like uh, Alicia was there, and she's like moving to the first two songs, and I get to the third song, she's like, "This one sucks," and I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna change this song." <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> what do you even know? Get the fuck out! <laughs> yeah, that a- it, it is. A, it is. It's funny how like the. I find myself in the same thing, both with my wife and with other, like when I get critiqued, because like you, you immediately jump to like defense. Yeah. Right? Like oh, yeah. This, this yeah. is, these are the 10 reasons of why it has to be this way. Yeah. <laughs> and you've already lost. Yeah. Like, you've I think missed that, them. Do you yeah. think that's like, uh, cause like in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm the creative one here. Okay. You don't know what you're talking about. But you're not like the, the creative consumer. one. They're, they're like the consumer. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think, I think that's, it's taken me a minute mm-hmm. to be like, because in the beginning of our relationship, I was like, mm-hmm. I'm the creative one. I'm the professional. I run my own business. Mm-hmm. You don't. Right. <laughs> and so it's like, and but you're right. They have the wallet that ends up paying <laughs> exactly. for like the things that you create. Or watching the video. Well, right, or right. the people like, that you want to share the video mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever, pay for the product that you're promoting. Mm-hmm. And so it is interesting when you get those negatives. But there are those people who are like constantly like, dude, this is sick. And you're yeah, like, it's not a bad. You're like, it's that's just- not what I was looking for, man. I'm looking for harsh criticism yeah. dude like that's the moment i'm in right now bro and then when i get it i'm gonna crumble and yeah i'm, I'm gonna cry but it's gonna hear, be worth it you won't hear from me for about two weeks <laughs> yes yeah. it's gonna be like a stellar thing after that two weeks <laughs> i am never sending you anything else again period but thank you 
that's kind of uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's the it's the harsh truth but uh, yeah i mean having a mentor i think in any aspect is just like you got to accept you're going to get your feelings hurt mm-hmm. but it's leads to growth at the end of the day yeah. whatever yeah. it may be and yeah. so that do, that's good do you think now I, I i mean we've talked about this with other guests on here before but as a creative as a person i would imagine your job you have to almost have perfectionism Mm-hmm. Where you're like, no, no, because like you, mm-hmm. I mean, you're almost that guy that has to say no. You can't be like, well, it sounds good. You're like, yeah. no, do it again, do it again. This mm-hmm. isn't what you want. This mm-hmm. isn't what you want. And so, like, how do you deal with that perfectionism? And how do you say that, like, that negative, like, nicely with tact, yeah. like a doc? You know, what's that bedside manner? Yeah. yeah, right. How do you go about that? How do you navigate mm-hmm. that around that? Mm-hmm. And because I mean, there were moments too when we were recording. Where you're, you know, I would ask your opinion because I mean, I respect you and I, mm-hmm. you're like way more advanced in audio than all five of us combined. And so we were like, what do you think? Like, mm-hmm. what, what do you suggest? And you were like, I garbage. Would, <laughs> you, were like, you were like, but you were nicer because, and this is what makes me think Flight about it. garbage. You were like, <laughs> I would do it again. And that's yeah. a nice way of saying yeah. garbage. Like yeah. that sucked. And so like, I don't know. Is that something you've learned over time or is that something that just kind of like you're, you know, you're like, you've gotten good with, you know, you're okay with um, being honest and open with people from day one? Um, No, I'm terrible at that. I had to work on it a lot. And uh, so I I think probably that bedside manner comes from being terrified of confrontation. Confrontation. (laughs) Um, But what I have found to be really helpful for how I kind of go through those situations is kind of in going back to what I was saying earlier about from the outset of a project, figuring out what the person's goal is for, let's say a song, Mm -hmm. like what is your goal for what do you want the listener to experience? What do you want to experience when you're listening back to this? And while you're creating this piece, if you have that, then you can use that as kind of the the litmus test for the quality of what's happening. Is like, is this actually going to get to that end goal? And I think, uh, especially coming from a like the a church background, where like perfection and perfectionism is mm. hammered in, mm-hmm. uh, I've tried to have a different look of perfectionism and or like musical perfection. It's not for me. It's not about having everything exactly in tune and in time. It's about finding that space where it's achieving what it needs to achieve in that larger picture Mm. and finding out when you are getting to that, uh, what I will a lot of times talk with uh, or say to uh, uh, clients is once we get to a a, a point of diminishing return. So we're going to basically like find the arc of where this is as good as it's going to get and find a nice way of saying that. Cause the, if you say yeah. that, that usually doesn't go over <laughs> too well, but like this is the right thing for this song and for this time period, maybe in a couple months, if we work on it, it'll sound better. But for right now, this is the point of, if we go past this, we're not going to be doing ourselves any favors. So mm-hmm. like learning to recognize that and, it, both with what you're hearing someone play and through body language as well. That's a really big thing that I watch for is like 
when you start to see someone kind of check out body language wise, then you're like, okay, we're going to use the, the take before this was the sweet spot and yeah. we're going to build was off nearly of that. perfect. It was nearly. It was perfect for this. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's remember only Jesus was perfect. So uh, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's well, fascinating. That's fascinating uh, that you've kind of picked up those like mental cues or like mm-hmm. moments where you can actually like spot like, okay, the saggy shoulders, the head down. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's yep. kind of fascinating because I, I remember the first time I ever was in the recording booth and like, I was a singer at that time. Mm. Um, and basically I had done like, I, I'm a perfectionist and that's kind mm. of, I was curious about your perfectionism because mm. I feel like a lot of creatives, that's something we have in mm. common. And we're like, no, mm. it's not good. It's not mm. good enough to put out. It's not good enough mm. to put out like those songs. I'm just personal wise, those songs I, I did for Dan's uh, mm. thing. I was like, he was like, I need you to send those right now. And I'm like, they're not done. And he's like, no, they are like, and so you had to mix and master. And then like, I think those songs are great now for what mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. You're right. But there was that moment where I was like, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Like mm-hmm. I can't tinker anymore. Yeah. Um. And so I think it's fascinating, but the perfectionism is something we have like in common. I think all of us. And so I think dealing with that is kind of an interesting thing, but perfectionism is almost in your job title. Like you have to be perfectionist. Yep. Yep. Uh, you have to be like on top of that game. And so what are some like tips and tricks that you kind of like do to kind of, I don't know, get in the zone? Because I feel like there's a, there's a thing of like, there's that moment when you first mm-hmm. get to a studio. So, and, and then it's just like, okay, mm-hmm. like, uh, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's that awkward like thing. And then, yeah. you know, how do you get comfortable with like telling people like, do it again, do it again, do it mm-hmm. again. Right. And then also like when, you know, you know, like your perfectionist, like you're mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going too far. Like mm-hmm. I need to take a step back. Mm-hmm. And so what are the tips and tricks that maybe you've worked on or you've learned over time um, besides like body cues or anything like that? Uh, the environment is super important i've yeah i have learned um if the space is really cluttered and chaotic mm-hmm. visually uh that that is generally a that doesn't help anything that mm-hmm. usually does the that opposite. makes sense um, interesting and that's all to kind of go with like my general approach with when people come to the studio i want them to enjoy their time there um which for some people like that I have worked with uh, other producers that I've co-produced stuff with, their approach has been like very, very tough love, but like very kind of like old school rock and roll. Like we're going to be here as long as it takes. And yeah, like, yeah. you're going to be, your fingernails are going to be falling off and yeah. like all this, that type of language. Where's like, the riff? Yeah. Yeah. I heard that a lot. Yeah. yeah I get get that. the sleeping bags out. We're going to have a slumber party here. Yeah. 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 That's the rock and roll lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't relate to that. And so that like, and there are people that do, and that's totally cool. Um, but that's not something that kind of gets me going as a creative individual and so that's not really something that i can put on other people either sure so what i can do is i know that i create the best when i am happy and when i am in a like even not just happy but in a a clear headspace sure and i'm not getting distracted by 
cables and just R- random shit around. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah. So trying to like r- remove those those distractions and basically like getting to work as as quickly and as smoothly as possible. Like you're talking about that process of like like getting in, like oh, like kind of like yeah. that awkward kind of milling around. Yeah, like like let's well let, yeah let's let's get to it. Like can get you get you some water and all that, and like let's get right down. Yeah, yeah. It, do you have like uh, I mean, you've done like rock bands and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Do you? Because uh, I remember like we brought in like some beer and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think when we were recording. Wow. Um, and so, wow. like, do you ever step well, over a we line? I don't think we were all over twenty-one either. <laughs> <laughs> that was also a, a red flag. But rock like, and roll, you get baby. Guys that are like, like recording. I just imagine, you know, they need this environment that you're talking about. You're mm-hmm. like, I need it clean and, and and kind of polished to like produce my best. And a lot of yeah. musicians need you know, their vices to mm-hmm. kind of like yeah. m- create stuff. Yeah. And so, what are you talking about, Kyle? Like, you know, meditation. Talking about drugs. (laughs) You know, and so like, do you get, do you have to turn that down or like, how does that conversation go with, uh, I got two hours and I'm going to need about 90 minutes to do a few things. (laughs) So 30 minutes, we can get it done. Do you have a bathroom? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. My, my, my view of that is like, I give them a, basically a, a blank palette, a blank canvas and then, so as far as like distractions from, is it a mirror? Yes, yes, it's, it's, a very, it's a very clean mirror, reflective <laughs> surface. <laughs> you could, I was if you get close to a, another podcast about, I think it was one of the consoles at Electric Lady, and they had it was custom made by SSL with uh, a mirror in oh, the producer. Of of in course. the producer bank. Nice. Of course. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. For a little booger sugar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, like That's that, funny. whatever the artist then needs to like get in the zone. What they think is yeah. good for the, yeah. Yeah. But I, my goal is to like not have any of my shit cluttering their space. Right. Because yeah. I can imagine, you know, there's like the, the, the point of no return, you know, you kind of have mm-hmm. to juggle that with, you know, <laughs> we're trying to finish something here mm-hmm. and, you know, you got to find that line of <laughs> yeah, going I, too far. I usually, that's when I say, hey, let's, uh, let's take a break and grab some food. Yeah. 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 Smart. That's usually smart. what happens. And if it's, if sometimes that's been like in later in the evening and then by the time they get some food, they're like, I'm, I'm getting kind of tired. Let's, uh, let's call it night. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Wrap it up, baby. Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, and some of those things make them not get tired. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that, that's, that's another thing yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Go all true. night. <laughs> what What do you think it is about engineering that you know makes made you a senior audio engineer? Right, because you could have stopped at junior, man. I mean, you could have stopped. You, <laughs> you know. could have just stopped at you know audio <laughs> audio engineer. engineer. Yeah. You could have you know. Yeah. No, I'm just. But I'm curious. I'm like, you know, what is it about engineering that makes you come back to it? Every day, and that you love it, and that you're excited about it. Take your time here, yeah. too. Um, yeah. I would say when I get to work on something and see people have an emotional reaction to it, yeah. and I remember like those moments when I had like those initial songs, like Dirt Off Your Shoulder or whatever, um, when I had like emotional reactions whatever the emotion is uh you remember those things those things stick with you and i think those things are really powerful and one of the really beautiful things about music is that this 
little stereo MP3 file can carry so much weight to it and mm-hmm. can completely change someone's entire day or yeah, for what, however long of a period that can really be incredibly impactful and be, um, I know for myself, there's been like times where a song has really like, it's been what I needed in that moment. And like, uh, so that opportunity to create that for other people mm. and to be able to get out of the way of artists and help them do that for themselves also, like have those moments for themselves. Cause I think music is, it's very cathartic for the makers as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's, those are the the things that keep me coming back is like seeing that, that emotional reaction, seeing that excitement. Yeah. Yep. Final product. It's very selfless of you too, because like, I feel like, you kept saying like to help them or to see them. And so it's kind of cool. Like you're like doing it, you know, for someone, I mean, you were doing it, you know, for yourself because we always are doing stuff for ourselves, but also like you're, you're focused on their creative process Mm. and, and, and you're also falling into their, you know, line, I guess, Mm. to work with them. Mm. And so I think that's probably fascinating too, because you probably see a lot of creative processes total different styles Mm -hmm. because you've worked from like you worked with Bamiwa like Mm -hmm. uh, who we've been I've been trying to get on this podcast for like months Uh, so if you're listening um, (laughs) but like and you've also worked with Josh Ritter who Mm -hmm. I listened to a long time ago Um, and so like the creative process what what is something like that strikes you as that I don't know fascinating about it because I found it very fascinating. Uh, have you seen different processes that you've kind of like, oh, this artist did this. I'm gonna take that and and mm. kind of make that my own. Um, or um, basically, you know, what have you seen that's inspired you from another art another artist? I'm very curious because mm. creative processes. Yeah. I think I'm like, just I don't know. It's it's a magical thing. Right. When you get in that zone. Yeah. Uh, and like, what are some things that people do that you've mm. witnessed just, just to get drugs. in that zone? It's just, just the drugs. Just, there's always a mirror <laughs> <Yeah>. involved. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. I mean, just, yeah. I, I mean, I would imagine you've been in a lot of recording sessions and then there's been like some time where people are like, you know what? Okay. Let's hash this out. Mm-hmm. How do they hash it out? Like Josh Ritter, because I, I, I was listening to the album mm-hmm. and I'm like, this is phenomenal first off because it's like in my head it's phenomenal work uh reminiscent of his older work Mm. um and you know like how does that kind of coincide with your creative process is that Mm. kind of like conflicting for you sometimes or is that kind of just like all right whatever you want which josh ritter album were you listening to the one that i did was his the EP he put out in the fall oh i think this was a sawgrass for your soul no i did um Truth is a divin- uh, d- dimension, both infinite and blinding, was the EP, and I think that one. Oh, I don't know. I, was I think that one's one. on a on Bandcamp. He put it out. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's why I wasn't listening to it. Yeah, yeah. Stephen, because I used to listen. <laughs> I used to listen to the, the historical conquest of Josh Ritter. That's the uh, one I used to listen to a lot when, because Relevant Magazine, yeah. if that rings uh, a bell for anybody, they did a cover on that, and I was like obsessed with it because I loved Relevant Magazine. So I listened to the wrong album. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about uh, what you know how it worked, anyways. Yeah. The what 
I think that definitely ties in because working with Josh, his approach was what I kind of, um, what got me, um, reinvigorated, reinvigorated about, uh, music, especially, um, it was very much so about being in the moment and there are, there's like, we've said a few times, like there's so much about audio engineering and my work that is extremely tedious and repetitious and, yeah. uh, just like a extreme magnifying glass trying to kind of get rid of any blemishes or imperfections. Mm -hmm. And what I really loved about working with Josh was that he was very much, his goal was to capture a moment, a moment in time and to be okay with there being some, some warts in there and some Mm. things that, Maybe if he did it again, he would do differently. Some like uh, imperfections. Yeah, like and... a little, a little uh, a thumbnail clicking on the body of the acoustic guitar, like little things like that where I've, most of the sessions that I'm in, people are like, oh, clean that up, take that out of there. Uh, okay. But with him, it was like, no, the the overall, the goal was to capture a moment in time. Right. And, oh, uh, I love the, that. And where those songs were, they, he loved the moment that he was in with those songs. And I think if I remember correctly, he was talking, he talked a bit about how songs have a, they have a life. And so they were, they, they were feeling like they were in a really good spot in their life. And so he wanted to capture that. Hmm. And so Hmm. the whole outset of the, him coming in, he was up here for a, um, the museum brought him up for a show. Hmm. And then he emailed us and, he was like, Hey, I want to book a couple hours. I just want to record some demos. I forgot who he was. <laughs> and so I was like, fuck, I, we're so busy. I don't, we're about to fly to Juno for celebration the next day. And I was like, man, I should be packing all our, like my audio gear for that. I'm like, okay, fine. Oh, I get, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I roll up to the studio and he's already there. And I was like, wow, so he's early. Wow. This is, and professional yeah, professional and yeah. he's like there with like one of the like really high end um the i think it's the mono is the brand the guitar cases like the flight cases and like oh, okay. oh that's fancy the, fancy that's, that's fancy that's a traveling yeah. Yeah. musician and then i want and then i real quickly looked through my name and was like oh oh, oh. <laughs> and Today so just yeah. got a little better yeah so we went in and his whole thing was like, oh, yeah, I just want a, a laptop with an interface and a microphone and a DI. Oh. Because I just want to do some demos. And I'm like, well, when you when you rent the studio, you get me. So You get the full yeah, experience, baby. Yeah. So we're going to we're gonna set this up right. And I did. Interesting. And then it was, and again, like to, to speak to that, that moment of that we captured, um, he ended up, we, I think he recorded like 10 songs in like 30 minutes. Um, yeah, it was under an hour. <laughs> he did them each once. He's one guy that two. could do that. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I was, that was really special to see. He was, it was very, very impressive. Yeah. Um, and then he went and listened back to me like, oh, wow. Okay, let's, let's mix five of these right now. 
Oh my gosh. So we mixed those in all five. He picked the five that he wanted to mix, mixed all five in, it was, I think it was under an hour. Around oh, you guys were minutes. zooming, yeah. dude. It was like we, I basically just, uh, one pass through each song. And as we were going, I was writing in all my automation and all that stuff. And then once it was done, he was like, all right, send it to me. I'm sending it out to my label and I'm going to, I'm going to release this. And they just put that up. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I, I want to find Bandcamp now. Yeah. It's, it is, it's beautiful. And I'm not saying that like, I worked on you it. Made, yeah. it. It really is like a, a, very great example of music being a moment and like focusing on that. And like what you're saying, like the song is the instrument, the song as a mm. whole is right. what we need to focus on. And uh, yeah. And not, it's, it's hard. It's something that I try to really own because it's so easy for me to get into the weeds and to get into the details and yeah. to care too much sure. about things that end up don't make the sum of the parts better. Right. Um, and so that was a really, really great reminder yeah. of that. Mm. Can you do something for me? Like, so as like, talk to me, like I know nothing about music. Can you describe the, what mixing and mastering is in a nutshell? Like if somebody, mm. you know, they always see people going into a studio and they record and then they just assume like, uh, uh, save as and uh, airdrop and it send to it me. out. Like, yeah. what is airdrop it to iTunes? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, and then it's up there for <laughs> sale. Like, what is the those oh, aspects? Naive. Of, yeah. In in a nutshell, yeah. like just <clears throat> yeah. high level. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I would say mixing is really about finding the balance between all the parts mm -hmm. to where everything has its own space that it's living in within the mix and it's not stepping on the toes of another instrument and making a pile up and creating mud mm. um, or like on, uh, yeah. Uh, and it's really about figuring out what you want to kind of have the spotlight at different points in the song. Gotcha. And kind of, and it what's fun about it is like you, you don't it's that spotlight you don't just set and forget you you can move, move it, it throughout the throughout song, the song yeah. And yeah take stuff down put stuff up yeah. so yeah. it's it's more i mean i like i understand it's more in depth but like it's trying to equalize like volumes of different instruments and, and mm -hmm. maybe changing that throughout the song but it it also has to do with maybe changing frequencies of some of the things so that it mm -hmm. cuts through. Yep, making like, space. You, I always hear that, you know, like it's got to mm -hmm. cut through the mix, like yep. yeah. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I've just always, the frequency aspect, like Steven said, it's it's like calculus. Like mm -hmm. I just never know what yeah. lives within what mm -hmm. frequency and like even just throwing audio on videos a lot of times and then you throw a voice in there. They're like, oh yeah, you want to cut this level? It pushed yeah. this and mm -hmm. I'm like, what? Like, I'm mm. just going to use the auto, yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> whatever. But yeah. the only yeah. time I've ever gotten, like, sucked into, like, uh, frequencies and, like, you know, listening to a song that I produced and then being like, oh, my gosh, low end, bring up, you know, 1200 and then take down 25, you know, stuff like that uh, was when I was super fucking high. <laughs> 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 because I would just, like, get high as soon as I got off of work at, like, 1 a.m. when I was working in a restaurant. And then I would just work till 5 or 6 mm. a.m. And then just, like, you know, and then I'd, then I'd wake up and be like, oh, 
God, I probably ruined it. And then there's sometimes you wake up and you're like, that's really good. <laughs> sometimes, most of the time, not so much. Yeah. You just get you, into it and you're you like, reach that you point hit, of uh, hit diminishing return. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You went over Ooh, that far too good many circle times. Back. Yeah. Good circle yeah. back. Good circle back. So yeah. for the mastering aspect, like what is that in the nut in a nutshell? Essentially, whenever that somebody's is always something that no one talks about. It happens behind closed doors. Right. And no one understands. It. <laughs> yeah. Not even. It's not actually even a mastering button. It's just it really making it louder. Louder. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it, in a sense, it is bringing the overall volume of because when you're working with a mix, you've got all the separate tracks mm-hmm. going, and you're finding that balance and how they kind of work together uh, with all those separate layers, and getting them to be a co- cohesive. With the mastering, then you have just the stereo file. And so you are using EQ, compression limit and limiting to increase the overall long-term loudness of that to where it's at a commercial standard. Um, and you're also, it's kind of a final stage to add some, some life and identity to the song. Mm-hmm. Just, and you get, cause you get to use kind of broader stroke, uh, like a broader stroke paintbrush uh, at that moment to where you can kind of like, okay, I want the whole song to be brighter or I want the whole song to be really gotcha. mid-focused. So yeah, that's kind of so, in a nutshell. Gotcha. So the the mixing is kind of doing specific things to tracks to kind of equalize it out. And then the mastering is almost like... Uh, I think of a compound clip in video, like when you combine them all and then you adjust from there. Yeah. That's like essentially yeah. what it is. Yeah. 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 And the mixing is also where you get to have fun mm-hmm. with like cool effects. And gotcha. Like throwing it over yeah, a track and then, yeah. Yeah. Like weird delays and harmonizers. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. That is the one thing I do know, like, you know, uh, when I send my tracks to a mixer and master or whatever, and then they bring it back and I'm like, holy shit. You don't use Derek? I, I have okay, actually, yeah, yeah. I okay, have yeah. pre Derek, and this is <laughs> this is uh, uh, 2019. So mm, I mean, yeah. not that long ago, but also very long ago. And uh, anyway, so and he sent me back, and then he would like take parts away, mm-hmm. and then just let the vocals, you know, mm-hmm. moment happen, mm-hmm. and then he would put delay on like one thing, mm-hmm. and then in the background, I'm like, ooh, that little shimmer in the background. I'm mm-hmm. like, what well, you did? So the, it. It does have that little, like, you know, going back to, like, the creative process. Like, mm-hmm. that's kind of, like, you're able to, like, oh, I hear this. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to do it. Like, yeah. and it's kind of nice. Yeah. And, like, as an artist, you know, sending something out and then hearing something back and then being mm-hmm. like, oh, that was a great spin. Mm-hmm. I would never have, a, have done that myself. Yeah. So I think it's appreciative of, like, that creativity that you mm-hmm. guys can you know, you you provide to a mm-hmm. track that's something that like, you know, me in my bedroom just nerd c- cooking up beats. <laughs> uh wouldn't have heard. Um yeah. I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Oh. What's one of what is probably your favorite song with the worst mixing and mastering that is like a famous song? Like what's the song that you're like, I love this song, but it absolutely is trash in terms of it's probably production. Thera. <laughs> uh <No. laughs> Witness the end. Yeah, yeah. The, Any one the, of the Stephen vocal Cubs. engineering was superb. Yeah, everything yeah. else, absolute <laughs> garbage. Dog shit. They should have just been up. <laughs> just cheeks. Just vocals on that album. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, oh, man. 
Because I mean, there's the, been... the one thing that comes to mind. It's not so much on the mix; it's more on the performance. Okay. Um, shit, what's that Bruce Springsteen Was it song? Will Smith get jiggy with it? <laughs> it's the slap. Yeah. Na 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 na. Those are. Oh man. Okay. Now, if we're talking about some really rough mixes that I still love, is a lot of the NWA stuff. Oh, okay. interesting. Like, interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. I should listen to that. We should. I, I, we can't really play it, but yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. My mom listens. Okay, yeah. I don't think she'll like. This. Mom, check them out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they got yeah. some like, gospel N-W-A, tracks. NWA, yeah. mom, Northwest <laughs> Airlines. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I I feel like would that be is that frustrating to you when you hear songs that are are like Big. maybe on radio or play and you're like, who mixed this? Like, yeah, because you know they probably got paid. Yeah, that my uh, my wife and I have a joke about that. Um, it's usually more with who mastered this. Is like that's our joke is because that's an easy one to tell of like someone fucked up. Is like there's level imbalances and stuff. Um, but if I love the song, I don't care. If mm. I'm meh about the song, then, then I'm like, here. yeah, yeah. Who, who dropped the ball? Yeah, like, right. What? Yeah. Is there no pride in your yeah, work? Yeah. Like, yeah. Do you feel like that's ruined, not ruined, but jaded you in the music world? Because like, I feel like there's some sort of like being unaware of all those details that mm. makes you allowed to kind of enjoy all mm. music. Cause you're like, Oh, it's yeah. just like, it's when like I, movies. Yeah. Once you see, yeah. behind, once you see how, you know, the sausage yeah. is made, yeah. you know, it's not yeah. as fun. Cause I always think of that. Like when I listen to a lot of Metallica, mm. Like I hate yeah. some of the things oh, I hear. Yeah. Like I hate the snare the drum. drum. The snare oh, drum is like God. famous, and, <laughs> and like some of the bass, like on mm. the old like Cliff Burton stuff. You're like, well, mm. that sounds like that's really loud. And, they, <laughs> yeah. and I mean, they yeah. messed up on yeah. the one album that yeah. was like, but whatever. And they like, just left it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like when you don't know how that stuff is done, you just are like, oh, that's just music. Yeah. And so, do you yeah. feel like that's in in some ways ruined music? For you? Yeah, it's um, it's made me a lot more um, a lot more quick to write stuff off mm-hmm. and not give it a give it a chance. And a uh, perfect example of this is recently. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen the like. There's a new. It's called the. I think it's called the karaoke feature on Apple Music, where you can on. It's not on everything, but on some songs you can adjust. The, the level of the vocal. vocals. Yeah. What? And it's, uh, and after I've thought about it, it's, I'm, I think it's pretty cool. Um, cause it does like, it gives you an experience with the song of like getting to actually sing it yourself. Like if that's what you oh. like doing. Oh. Um, and how am I supposed to sound good if I don't have the vocal track <laughs> behind me? Well, that's what, <laughs> then you take the vocal track and you max it. Yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. Um, but so this all like, I'll just say, I saw that um, my wife and I were sitting around one evening and I put on a song and I like, I went to look at the, it's when you like open the lyrics mm-hmm. tab. So I did that and I saw that thing pop up. And hmm. in a, a lot of the like online forums and stuff that I'm on with audio engineers, there's been a conversation the last few months about streaming services starting to do a, um, a basically a self-mixing feature. Uh, similar to Kanye's whole yeah, thing the with little, his the little, the little player, the stem yep, player. Yeah. Um, and so 
everyone on those forums is like just fucking up in arms. Like this is the worst thing that's ever going to happen to music like, yeah. going on. And I get a lot of the frustration because there is so much of what I like myself and other audio, audio engineers do is take things that we had no control over and try to make them yeah. magical. Mm-hmm. And so there's so much work and detail that goes into that to then have that balance to be able, like, for someone else to just be able to mess with it. And yeah. just, yeah, it, it's like, it's scary. Mess with your final product. Yeah. yeah. And so my initial reaction when I saw that, I was like, I, like, I was looking at my phone and I was like, shit, like, it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> and my wife, Ansley, was like, what's wrong with you? Like, what what is the big deal? And we ended up having this big argument about it. And I what I realized was that I in this references before about that moment, like when you get excited about a music about a song for the first time, and like you get excited because it's it's hitting you on an emotional level. Mm-hmm. And everyone hears music differently because everyone's ear no people's ears are the same i both from use and from with your age like no one hears something the same way right so that type of feature what i realized like that's so people can find that that balance that actually excites them Mm -hmm. like that gets that emotional connection for them and that was kind of a flip for me of like just remembering of why people listen to music Mm. and not to be afraid of those like advances yeah. in how music is distributed and delivered to the people it's actually created for. Yeah, don't be such a boomer about it. Exactly, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I was really like, I, I could hear myself saying it. I was like, I, I am sounding like a boomer right now, but yeah. I don't know how to shut, like not yeah. feel these things. You got to be open to change yeah. because it, it will come eventually. Yeah. You got to kind of adapt. As a producer, that excites me because I like, you know, I remember listening to like this band called Bring Me the Horizon, mm-hmm. right? And they have like the first album they added electronics on, like uh, the producer of one of our albums, he got the stems, he got the mm. recording file. And so we listened to it and mm. he would solo and he gave me all the tracks. And so I went through them and I'm like, there's so much happening there mm. and it excited me. And so that aspect really excites me. Yeah. As instrumentalist, mm. <laughs> that might not be the best. <laughs> like there's moments where like we did, you know, a breakdown, dun, 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 mm. dun, 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 dun. He would take this, he would take the, the good strike mm-hmm. dun, 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 and he would just, you just copy paste, copy paste, copy paste, yeah. and so you hear yeah. that. Come here, come here, come here. Yeah. <laughs> you you yeah. solo that track, yeah. and it is clear as day, like yeah. like copy paste, copy yeah. paste, copy paste. But yeah. in the grand realm of everything, mm-hmm. you don't hear. It. So yeah. in that regard, I'm a little <laughs> yeah, a little nervous about that. Yeah, but what it got me like because I yeah, I, and I still like that still gets me nervous. What I am excited for then, like trying to like reposition it into something to basically work towards is like if things are going to be split down into stems if that's where things end up going then i'm going to make the best fucking sounding stems oh yeah so you can do whatever the fuck you want with them and they're still going to sound awesome right so i mean it's going to be more work but yeah i think you gotta find those ways to find to stay excited about 
And that's pushing you yourself too. Yeah. Like, all right, well, things are changing. Like I, you know, need to change too, mm-hmm. whatever that looks like. So yeah. I love that aspect and like that mentality of moving forward and being okay with change. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, I mean, of course, like with video and it's like this AI shit that's coming out mm-hmm. and like Adobe podcast yeah. that's like now, you know, all these plugins I bought are useless because it's like fuck i can just upload free you know to this free software it's like okay well you know that's something and everybody can do it Mm -hmm. so it's like but how do you navigate around like the 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 ai where you can Mm -hmm. generate video where i don't need to be there or generate a talking head Mm -hmm. person where i don't as a filmmaker i don't need to be there and so it's same with audio like how do you navigate those and so that's a really good way of looking at like you know what that sucks in the beginning because that's where our brain goes it's like very negative yeah but then like you know you're like oh this is actually like this can be a good thing and then you Mm -hmm. push yourself to get better Mm -hmm. and then to become that necessity like i'm i'm needed i still Mm -hmm. am needed um which i think you still are Derek. just fyi yes Um, quality overrides everything like oh no matter how easy stuff gets to be made, like mm-hmm. there's always a market for premium. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't even need to tell you about like the audiophile like groups out mm-hmm. there. Like it almost, my dad likes to think he belongs in that because he's always telling me about like got, these MP3 tracks, a, you know, like what got kind like, of quality? <laughs> he's got like a JBL speakers. Oh, no, he 100% has all of the audio equipment and all the headphones that he could possibly buy because he's not ready to give up and go to MP3s, right? Mm. I'm he like, likes, dad. Is he a wave a wave guy? Yeah. And, uh, wave? Yeah, in the hot... <laughs> That's probably what it calls. Is that really what it called? No. Oh, no, I was like, but shit, I hear that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I hear the 512s, you know, the, and it's just like, um, there is always going to be that market for people that like, at least think they're getting the highest quality, <laughs> even yeah. if they yeah. aren't like, so yeah. I'm never worried about. I can't about, tell the difference. Well, sure. And I don't think the normal consumer can, but yeah. there's yeah. always a good chunk that think mm. they can, that will pay top dollar for stuff. Absolutely. So yeah. Yeah. I think in that industry and in a lot of industries, there's always going to be niche people that mm. want premium. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, so, you know, uh, what's, what's next? So, you know, cause I want to talk about this too, and this is something I want to talk to you off the podcast too, mm-hmm. but we'll just talk about it on the podcast yeah. because we're open with everybody. Um, <laughs> you know, so you, you were awarded the Rasmussen Foundation Individual Artist Award last year. Yes. Um, and I was curious about that. So I hit you up and I texted mm-hmm. you. I said, well, what is, you know, I, I'm curious, like I have a short film idea. Is that mm-hmm. something like I could apply for? Mm-hmm. Um, so how did you go about that? What was that about? And then also maybe navigate that into like kind of what's next? Like, what are you working on next? Mm-hmm. Um, so a full big question. Yeah. And, and go. buckle up. I am a very slow talker. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, I applied for the uh, Rasmussen Individual Artist Award at the start of 2022, and I am very grateful to have received it. And the whole, the scope of what I applied for is um, something that I've, a project that I've been trying to figure out how to get off the ground for a good handful of years and finally just decided to do it. And um, basically what I'm working towards and use this uh, grant as a stepping stone for is I'm working at creating a sponsorship fund for Indigenous songwriters and musicians. Um, 
And my, I've kind of broken it down into like how I want to where I like Rasmussen is my first step. And then from there I have my, um, like a two year and then a five year goal. My five year goal is that I'm working towards having the funding for sponsoring five full length albums for in separate artists at no cost to the artist. And that's covering all the recording costs, all the production, all the distribution, a some sort of uh, merch package and um, oh, wow. advertisement package as well. And then some video elements as well. Oh. So that is kind of what, that's my five-year goal with that is to be able to per year do five full-length albums uh, sponsored. And the whole reason behind that is... Um, there's, there's several different, uh, pieces to it. Uh, one of them is that I know personally how important representation is in, in the arts and specifically in like for myself within music, uh, and how impactful that is on how you view yourself and how you view your community and your, your family and your people. And so for myself as a indigenous a musician and artist, that was one thing that always throughout my whole life of, especially like once I started getting into music, I was always looking for uh, fellow native artists and that were releasing stuff. And there, there's a lot out there, but there is a very, very, um, there's a very big lack of access and sure. that comes from a lot of different things. The main thing being um, institution, institutionalized racism in how the, uh, the uh, basically America has been founded, the U S has been founded and uh, the whole process of taking the first peoples on these, these lands, these lands and basically kind of pushing them off further and further and then sequestering us onto the primarily the worst pieces of land Arts, yeah. in the country. Yeah. And so there's no, uh, there's no opportunity for, for um, financial stability um, based off of that, of not having any sort of resources on these lands. And if you look at the, a lot of the uh, most, um, financially uh, uh, impoverished areas in the U.S. are on uh, Native American reservations. Mm. And so when that is the environment you grow up in and you are in, there's, there is a, the access to, if you're an artist, having your music recorded and available to the world, it, that ability goes down drastically. And mm -hmm. so basically what I, what I have been trying to figure out over the past few years is like, I'm not, I'm not a singer. I'm not a front person of a band. I'm kind of behind the scenes audio guy. How can I help fellow indigenous artists to be heard and be visible. And I, 
basically this landed on the sponsorship pro- program. And another few layers to this of why I believe this is really needed is um, and important is that throughout the history of the U.S., uh, one of the very key ways that our culture has been passed down is through music and through song because mm. uh, up until in the this, the last 50 years, uh, a lot of ceremony and religious practices and cultural practices and gatherings were illegal um, in the U.S. for Native Americans to practice. So how we kept culture alive and going was through music and through song. So um, I think that's a really beautiful and powerful thing, and I want to continue to be able to, to be an asset uh, to our communities to continue yeah. that process. Um, and then the other key that's really personal to me is like, it, again, it goes, it goes with um, access, but it's the, how do I say this? Um, making, giving an indigenous artist the opportunity to be visible in a world that has been designed to make us invisible. Okay. And yeah. that is, that I feel very passionate about that. Yeah. And I, also definitely want to say I this is not to say that there's not many 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 incredible native artists that have come before and have done really incredible work and uh paved the way for for us now uh, I'm not saying that I'm the first in any way uh, but what I I just want to be an asset and help yeah yeah well, you're the first on our podcast yeah so, which is cool. No, I think I, I love that. And I think that's great. Um, I'm curious, how are you going about finding the artists or are you kind of letting them come to you? What, uh, how does yeah. that process look? So, um, the, I already kind of have, uh, quite a few, uh, basically the the next schedule of projects already lined out pretty well um and it's come so you, through do you have the five slots filled already or um i have i have more than that but i have the as far as the so to back up the rasmussen funding what i pitched to rasmussen is like the project award is amazing and I'm really grateful, but it's not enough to fund a full-length album. So I'm going to use it as to fund an EP, which will then be used as further proof of concept for larger scale funding mm-hmm. applications. Oh, cool. So um, the EP that I am working on currently and I'm nearly done with is for Witty Young Man. And she's a local, uh, a local artist, singer-songwriter, and... We are, I would say, about 95% done with all the tracking. Oh, wow. And um, then in addition to that, we started working with that. And I had um, I'd already been working with Witty on we, – we recorded a single together, and I used that to apply for the Rasmussen. And so it uh, definitely felt right that then she get to be the first, the first artist to be uh, featured in this – in this program. Uh, and then 
after I got the funding, uh, another opportunity came up uh, with uh, Ashley Young. Yeah, and yeah, we just saw her yeah, meeting build. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so she has her EP of it's like acoustic singer songwriter um, tracks, and she had recorded it down in Boise a couple of years ago. And so she was looking for that to be mixed and mastered. So I was able to kind of move the funds into where it was. I was basically uh, uh, was really grateful to. Uh, my boss, Rich Cooper, were able to basically he ba- gave all the studio time for Woody's project mm. to me for free, oh, and wow. then I was able to roll that those funds then into uh, being able to do the mixing and mastering for Ashley Young's um, EP, and so Rad. I already have two EPs for the for that. Um, oh, for I'm that excited grant, to hear is, that. Is dope. Yeah, um, she that one is on Bandcamp already, but it's I believe it's coming out on a wait um, Ashley's or what? Ashley's okay, and but she's putting it on streaming. Heck yeah, yep. Oh, I love that. I think that's so cool, and I think that's awesome. As far as like your, you have such a passion for it. You Mm -hmm. can tell, like you you're giving voices of Alaska kind of a Mm -hmm. broader horizon to live off of, Mm -hmm. and also. In doing that, you're saying like, you know, culture has passed down music over time. Mm-hmm. You're doing that, right? Mm-hmm. You're letting this live on some mm-hmm. servers, mm-hmm. you know, some electronic mm-hmm. Facebook servers or Spotify servers. But this that this will be able to be passed down for generations and telling mm-hmm. different stories. And, and I think that's mm-hmm. amazing because I think music and I think, you know, this is total. And I, I know you get this. It's like music is just is not just about the words or the mm-hmm. the instruments it's about stories it's about people mm-hmm. it's 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 humanity in yep. in its rawest form and so i think you know you understand that and you're bringing that out in music and i mm-hmm. think this project i think is really cool which i i knew of this sort of project but i didn't mm-hmm. know that full depth mm-hmm. and it sounds to me like you know your understanding of music is on a higher form than most people's because you're like this is you know not just for enjoyment this is mm-hmm. for like long form like let's listen to this and mm-hmm. like think about generations mm-hmm. before generations to come yeah so i think that's awesome yeah so it's, yeah. it's it's really awesome and so we appreciate you kind of sharing that about about everything yeah, um i'm stoked yeah so i mean you're doing this you're doing the projects you're doing you know woody's and, and ashley's and um you're in the middle of working i'm, I'm assuming finding other artists to work mm-hmm. with and you yep. still got your day job mm-hmm. which is insane you know i know we're coming into the studio here with you soon mm-hmm. hopefully i think yeah. uh unless we have to push it off again <laughs> <laughs> um you know but what, what what do you do on your free time you know what is something that you enjoy uh non-music out, related not, yeah non-music outside <laughs> you know are you a tv are you a film man are you a book man are you a podcast man do you just like to live in silence? Do you go by man? Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, I didn't ask your pronouns, so I'm just. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. My pronouns are he, him. Okay. Um, Got yeah. it. Nailed yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, as far as content, I love podcasts and audiobooks. And um, I do, I, I do love being outside, especially during the summer. I mean, it's kind of. It's hard know, not why to love Alaska summer. Yeah. yeah. So in the summer, I, try to get out 
um, hunting and fishing as much as possible. Nice. Um, and it's, I mean, kind of depends on the work, but yeah, you know, just that, yeah, that's my main thing is like, I, I, I know that that, especially growing up out in the woods, like for my mental health, I need to, especially during the summer, I need to make Connect the time to do that. Yeah. To get out there and be Amen, in the woods. Amen, brother. Yeah, Amen. It's, it's a beautiful place. Yeah. yeah. How much do you got to protect your hearing? Like, is that kind of like your your one thing you have to always be mindful yeah. of? Well, I've got to protect guns yeah. and stuff. Like, yeah, no, yeah. I always have hearing protection, which is like, I'm I'm pretty fast about getting it on if like I'm having to take a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also totally okay with missing a shot because I put it on because uh, that like long term that's your money maker yeah. yeah that and yeah both my ears and like with drumming like I've got to protect oh, yeah, my hands, hands so, yeah. yeah yeah we both got to protect our faces you know that's kind of uh, <laughs> we got those podcast faces it's, the, it's mainly <laughs> yeah, the voices for faces but, for radio <laughs> uh, yeah I, I remember the one time I played a show and I didn't wear earplugs mm. because now I'll either have my in-ears or mm. earplugs in and the one time I didn't and like didn't have earplugs, we weren't wearing in ears at that time. And uh, I was August Burns Red, and we mm. had, we had just opened up, and so we're going crazy. And I love August Burns mm. Red, so I was sitting right next to the speakers, oh. and I was enjoying, it. <laughs> I was loving life, dude. And next thing I know, I'm waking up the next morning, of course, hungover, bang over, yeah. I'm sore, and I all I hear is, ee! Yeah. and I'm like, I did it one yeah. night, I yeah. let loose. Never again. Yep. Uh, luckily, it went away. But I mean, of course, there's damage there. Yep. And so, yeah, you, you can't afford that because those frequencies yeah. for people that don't understand, like those will go away. Mm-hmm. And so you won't be able to have that fine tune yep. of in ear. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's actually a serious thing where you have to mm-hmm. cover up, man. Shooting guns, yeah. like, yeah. yeah. Any, well, yeah. I mean, just listening to music at a loud level is. Yeah enough to do some damage yeah i i generally i listen to whatever i'm listening to at pretty pretty low Low. volumes uh is there this just kind of came to mind Mm -hmm. is there like um audio tracks to train you in different frequencies Mm -hmm. like like and then it's like do you remember do you remember when we played whiskey a go-go and they were doing this i've never heard this since or before but the sound guys were playing this over the loudspeakers and through the monitors, boom! You know, so I mean, uh, you yep. uh, you're shaking your head, you're nodding your head, so you, you yep. clearly have heard that. But I remember hearing that and being he's like, he's just trying to make you feel a lot crazy with it. Yeah, he's like, boom! You fuck! You fuck! <laughs> what, what is this guy doing, fuck, dude? They, they, uh, they pumped you. They pumped yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, these guys know what they're doing. They got the pews <laughs> going. <laughs> yeah. What but, what is that? That is a frequency suite, <coughs> and yeah, that's a, a really great way that you can find those on YouTube or, yeah. So uh, it's just, it basically just plays a tone that starts at generally, I mean, a lot of times it'll be a zero, but you don't really start to hear it until right, you're lucky right. around like 50. Well, like, we'll have heard it like three times, and yeah. Kyle's over there like, have you guys heard <laughs> it yet? <laughs> it's, like, like a puppy dog yeah <laughs> yeah it, and it, so it just plays a tone and it sweeps up through the frequencies oh gotcha gotcha uh, so that's i use that a, a lot for tuning like my room uh oh. so you can hear like that's a really great way 
if you put some speakers up in your room, just play like one of those frequency sweep on YouTube. And if you are hearing where there's like all of a sudden it's really loud and then it's really quiet, then that means that there's a buildup in this one area and then there's cancellation happening in another. And so that can help you decide how to treat your room because mm. that whole time wow. is the same volume. It's the same gain level. It, Right in actuality, but depending on the room you're in, it'll like oh interesting. Yeah. I've never oh man, my ears are not in tune. Apparently, yeah, like I'm that. always embarrassed when they have that like you know here's a tone we're gonna start it here and then like once you or it starts getting mm. higher yeah and then it's like based on your age <laughs> yep and yep. I'm always like I want to hold out as long as possible <laughs> but I haven't heard anything for about twelve seconds <laughs> I know I I just have stopped yeah. I've stopped like listening to those specific ones yeah but I'm like. There's no point stressing about it. <laughs> it's like a teapot. Uh, yeah, that's fun. Uh, <laughs> that is fun. Uh, well, Derek, thank you, man. We appreciate you yeah, coming yeah, on. Uh, you know, that was a, a good discussion about what audio engineering is, mixing, mastering, music, recording, creative process, mentorship. I mean, we, we covered a lot of it. And then we also covered your amazing project that you're working on. Um, where can people go to find more about this or is there's a place um or is this it this is honestly this is like hey go to the yeah. go fix yourself podcast yeah, you can hear all about, about it about yeah. This. <laughs> yeah um if you have questions about th that project in specific uh, or really anything audio or drumming or whatever uh instagram cool at at derek underscore hawkus d-e-r-e-k h-a-u-k-a-a-s all right, perfect. perfect. Well, uh, you know, we appreciate you coming on. We appreciate it, you especially spending this late night with us oh. and talking about, um, you know, and all of our constant bunny trails. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> We're going back to it, baby. We're bringing uh, it back. So, anyways, well, appreciate you, Derek, and thank, uh, thank you. you so much. Thank you both. Thanks for tuning in. Kyle and Steven will be back with a new episode next week. In the meantime, check out GoFixYourselfPodcast.com. And remember to always go fix yourself.